Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Coming up on today's video, there is yet more news of a CM Punk altercation in the AEW backstage area. Could the Punker be going to WWE? We've got everything you need to know. On the subject of the Punker again, a potentially explosive response is coming in the wake of his firing from AEW. And an AEW original quietly, imagine that, quietly leaves the company. I'm Michael Sidgwick. I'm Michael Hamflet. And this is Dat News. Now, CM Punk... You're going to hear from him, I suspect, for a long old time yet. And we start today with a report from Casty Haynes of Bodyslam.net, who you might recall breaking the news of Brian Danielson signing with AEW way back in 2021. He reports, um, or at least substantiates, a rumour that I'd actually heard on dark Twitter. Um, I think it was at Revolution, well, yeah. it would have been at Revolution 2022, when William Regal made his debut. That was, of course, the site of CM Punk's seminal uh, dog collar match, sorry with Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Now, the uh, the story goes that backstage, William Regal was milling about. Um, it was his first night in the company. Now, I can infer from the paragraph, which basically I'm paraphrasing, reads that William Regal... CM Punk, sorry, refused to shake William Regal's hand. I'm inferring from that that William Regal made the first approach to shake his hand. CM Punk refused to do it, got quote in uh, William Regal's face and then said you are a stooge for Triple H I do not like you um again it's the punker you know you you are or at least past tense were going to get this out of him he was incredibly um he could not be controlled he could not be contained he was extremely candid extremely forthright and he suspected that William Regal was going to be trouble in AEW. I'm inferring those details at least. And he's, quote, gone into William Regal's face and said, I don't trust you. Now, that seems aggressive to me, dot, 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 provided that the story is true. Um, yeah, it's another crazy one. I had heard this one on Dark um, Twitter, Cyberspace, whatever, a few months ago. It's now been substantiated. Hamlet, what are your thoughts on it? I think it's quite funny. I don't know, like, your mileage may vary on this. Depends on how much you hold either Punk or Regal, or both, for that matter, in, like, reverence, or how much you hold them in reverence as to how much you care about this or which side you take. I did see when the story broke, people were immediately taking sides, as is the nature oh, of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's a culture war, isn't it? Um, I, I just feel like this story holds more weight now, while every story is about who CM Punk was getting along with or not getting along with, yeah. versus back then, when... A lot of these wrestlers coming into AEW all at once have travelled many different and diverting roads. Yeah, yeah just them like there will have been loads of these. Look, CM Punk is not a great people person. This much we knew on the day that he walked in the door yes. in AEW. So this kind of thing might have happened with Regal. It might well have happened with like countless other people that CM Punk has interacted with. But equally, it might have happened with lots of other people in the locker room. Maybe there were people biting lips. Maybe there were people just picking their moments to say these things. 
I quite like it as a bit of juice and CM Punk's grudges to me were always part of the charm. I completely get why that might not be the case oh, for people. It's completely like dysfunctional. It's completely yeah. dysfunctional. I can understand um, that it removes people from the fiction, that it's kind of overshadowed and clouded their little escape that they have on a Wednesday. Certainly for a long time, it did for me, but at the same time, like I grew up in an era watching wrestling Monday Night Wars when I was a teenager, when I first had access to the internet, and I used to just absolutely gobble this stuff up. So yeah, it's fascinating. It's quite funny. It's, <laughs> I'm sorry, it just is. Um, and it's funny, you know, you think about the repercussions of a story like this, and you know, it can't have done the relationship between CM Punk and John Moxley potentially no. any favors. I think the general rule of thumb, and it's quite hard to achieve this, is to basically be as good and as sound as Brian Danielson, because it doesn't seem like Danielson and Punk had a bad nope. uh, relationship following this, again, alleged confrontation. Um, they were sort of collaborating with one another on Collision earlier this year when CM Punk was obviously still in the company. And Brian Danielson, as he evidenced yet again last night in an incredible match with Ricky Starks, also happens to be one of, if not the very best wrestlers of all time. So if you can manage it, just do what Brian Danielson does. Under the first whiff of returning to WWE, William Regal tanked two angles and went. So maybe Punk wasn't completely wrong. Moving on to possibly going to WWE. CM Punk himself, uh, of course, is the subject of much conversation mm -hmm. about a possible return. Um, and the truth is, we know nothing yet, though all the usual sources are doing their best. Uh, Fight for Select reported over the weekend that there was no word on a non-compete period yet. Obviously, typically when people leave companies, there's a expected period of between 30 and 90 days where people can go back and forth. But all of this is unknown due to the nature of Punk's departure. Um, Fightful Select did note, quote, Punk has still has major heat with numerous top names in WWE. Look, we've just spoken about one, William Regal. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins has not made us feeling shy about CM Punk either, nor has Roman Reigns. No. Uh, Dave Meltzer added uh, with his reports at the weekend that WWE couldn't legally pursue CM Punk uh, when he was attempting to negotiate an AW contract buyout after All Out 2022. God, remember all of that. Uh, but then he did add, quote, um, you don't know, it's different people in charge, it's a different time. Uh, CM Punk, of course, hasn't yet commented on his AW departure. We'll have a little bit more of that coming up. And Tony Khan, um, this is breaking, I guess, but didn't really answer questions of that nature in the press conference. He just went on to reiterate his regret at the situation and how he didn't want to have to go through with firing CM Punk. I imagine more of this will come out in the days and weeks to come, especially if and when CM Punk responds. But yeah, we kind of we are left still waiting. Um, as a fan of WWE and of CM Punk, I kind of wanted this to happen after the first blowout. So I'm right back where I was 12 months ago. I think there is loads of money to be made if people can put their differences to one side. But what do you think of the punter's next step? Well, it's completely ironic because if you recall the pipe bomb promo, you could easily infer that CM Punk, well, he absolutely loathed the idea of the part-time superstar. He was prescient about it as well, considering that it took another decade for all that to stop <laughs> actually happening. And the ultimate irony, I suppose, is that when you watched that pipe bomb promo for the first time all the way back in 2011, you just thought to yourself, this guy's never coming back as a part-time WWE attraction. And that's true, but not potentially for the mm. reasons um, that you might think, because, you know, again, this is all speculation on our part. But if you um, read the transcript of his promo from his appearance at the Cauliflower, our, uh, Cauliflower Alley Club, and the fact bizarre fact in a bizarre year that he went to visit Raw backstage that, you know, certainly from his side, you'd expect he'd quite like to go or at least be open to the conversation of going where in 2014 
that actually felt like the never and never say never. Very specifically made amends with a Miz, didn't he? Yes. A big one for him to yeah. try and draw a line under. Yeah, um, so I think that went underreported, if anything, yeah. at the time. There's so many other stories that have surrounded the man himself in the weeks and months subsequent to that. The question now, I guess, and I'm not saying that CM Punk wants to go, I'm just speculating that he might be open to it. Um, the question, I guess, now is would WWE want him? Do yeah. they think he is worth the hassle? Um, I would say, apparently um, Vince McMahon was um, adamant that he would never resign CM Punk. He said anyone but him when Fox made the suggestion. Um, he said we just noped it, we no sold it completely. Um, again, as Meltzer points out, you know, for the time being at least, Triple H appears to have more power than he did earlier this year. Um, yeah, the onus is on WWE. I think that is my personal interpretation of events. Right now, they absolutely do not need him. And you, you're right to say that money can be made. But it's very different to Vince McMahon bringing someone back like the Warrior in 1996. He didn't have the rights fees then. He was heavily reliant on pay-per-view money and live event business. And he's got the rights fees now. He could realistically not have CM Punk forever and be richer and WWE could be more lucrative and financially secure than ever with or without CM Punk. Um, his, again, it was a very prescient promo because that line about cogs on the wheel or whatever it was, is it's more true than ever before. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it would help. And the live event business is still quite strong. A company like WWE is never going to turn down a dime, even when they get billions in rights fees. That's just how these companies tend to operate. Um... My personal suspicion is that it won't happen for a while, but it will happen. It's wrestling. I've been here too many times before. And yeah, but the thing is they don't need him. This is a company that at present is so resourceful that they can make Dominic Mysterio the top heel. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, whatever you want to say about the creative, like they do know how to make stars and get people over and get people into buildings. So their leverage in their hand is a lot stronger than punks, I think. Not that this company cares. One iota for optics for any audience, let alone the wrestling one, but what an optics dub it would be to promote CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes on your grandest stage. I know, I know. Like, huge. Aye, absolutely. Um, again, one more story on the Punk air before we um, close up with something else, and that is according to Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated, who's very connected, I should say, with um, AEW. If you recall, he broke the story of the Elite re-signing deals, and he's been all over AEW coverage over the past however many years. He often gets a lot of the profiles and interviews ahead of the big pay-per-view matches. He interviews the Young Bucks. He's got a line. He believes, according to an article that I think dropped yesterday, that um, there is an imminent explosive, I think that was the quote used, um, response from CM Punk slash Da Punk camp about all of this, which is fascinating to me. Um, you know, I would have expected NDAs. I would have expected people to keep quiet generally because, you know, you don't, in a situation that could potentially turn libelous very, very quickly, you should choose your words carefully, but CM Punk, Living Paradox, chooses his words very carefully in his capacity as a promo genius, but sometimes is so impulsive that he'll say things and just instantly regret them and then text an apology to Hangman Page, for example. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to be scrolling Twitter like a complete nerd. <laughs> like, I touched grass yesterday, you know, I actually touched grass, and there's the Heaven Sports Club where there's a practice pitch where you can play football, and I love scoring a goal in a net, and I just yeah. had a lovely three hours with my son, just basically playing football and having two jars, and when I got home I was like, right, touch grass now, now for important business, what has CM Punk been up to? And if this is as explosive as it sounds, then, Hamlet, what are you going to say? I don't know, but I'm the same as you. I will be pulling down the one-armed bandit of Twitter, hoping yeah, that I get yeah, three yeah. sevens and he replies. Uh, look, 
even if this wasn't CM Punk and this was another wrestler, this was a, what was the word in? A firing with cause. With cause. This is not a, and we're going to get to one in a minute, the uh, mutual parting of ways between promoter and performer. This is not a contract coming to an end based on some sort of amicable decision like with William Regal. Millions of dollars have gone yes. here out of CM Punk's bank balance that would have been paid over the remainder of his contract. And if nothing else, not that I imagine he particularly wants to go back into the courts. You can kind of infer that from everything he's ever said about the draining legal battle he had. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. With WWE in the mid-2010s, with that much money on the line, mm-hmm. Like it was almost, it would almost be weirder if things did stay silent. Yes. Like obviously there is still so many moving parts of this story that we don't know, despite all the information we have got. The fact that this was caught on a minimum of one video camera at Wembley Stadium, backstage in the tunnel, um, that's just a CM Punk Jack Perry element. What might have happened between uh, CM Punk and Tony Khan that goes beyond what was captured mm-hmm. by the witnesses and the cameras, based on what Tony Khan said about yeah. feeling like his life was under threat or things like that. Uh, there feels like there's too many things that have yet to come out in spite of what we've already learned. Yes. So CM Punk's response is almost the obvious one of all of those things. Like, I don't want to trivialise this by saying the, the Wembley tape is the new Hart McGee. Oh my God, but, I'm desperate to see that thing. And like, all of us in that ghoulish way probably want to look. But let's be realistic here. If this did go through a court, that would probably that's be brought like, yeah. forward. Yeah. So that would be seen at minimum by a jury or by the people that are presiding over whatever happens with this deal. So just, I think it's naive to assume that there will be more to come from this. Yeah, absolutely. One more thing before we move on to our last story. I think on a schadenfreude level, I'm really looking forward to the discrepancy between the two stories. We, uh, If you remember Brawl Out, how could you not? The story was either the elite kicked down the door, busted open Larry the dog's mouth in the process... And we're like very, very aggressive. And CM Punk was like, well, I'm just going to have to defend myself here. I'm just going to have to defend myself. And my dog. And my dog. And the alternative story is that say, uh, ca- uh, the young books have gone in there and say, hello, Mr. Punk. Um, you said your door was open. We just brought the head of legal here for a little chat. Oh, don't do that to your dog, Mr. Punk. That's not very nice. Go on, Kenny, save the dog. So it was completely, completely yeah. different. So what is Punk going to say? In this explosive, like, um, Mr. Khan, no. <laughs> like, Mr. Khan was in a complete violent fit of rage. <laughs> Don't you ruin the worst, the best day of my life, punker. And he, maybe he's lunched over the desks. And maybe, <sighs> I, I mean, I don't want to trivialise it, but 
the discrepancy between the two stories here could legitimately be, I'm sorry, quite funny. I think that's a nice way to talk about a difficult situation, is it? Yeah. People are complex, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hope everybody turns out all right. But yeah, honestly, that's... It's, 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 about norm, Normalise that it's okay to be a bit of a fan of this from the outside, too. I think... I, I, I know, just, you can't lie about it. No. I mean, th- these, you know, dare cheats. Whatculture.com slash WWE, like... People, the backstage of drama of wrestling is fascinating. It's like, it how have you got too many different pairs of eyes? Like, how can you perceive so many different realities for all these stories to come out? Like, what happened? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Just tell us what happened. And the fact that I don't know what happened, and I've got about infinite different accounts of what happened, I'm obviously going to read every single one of them. There is obviously so much more to learn about the yes. same point. But there's a parallel. Check back to what culture for it, by the way. Very good. Subscribe as well. We need to say that in the middle of the videos now, I think, as well. Okay. Like that. But yeah, you know what you do. Uh, but there's less to add, apparently, about the departure of Sonny Kiss, yeah. who has left uh, AEW um, quietly, I guess, especially in comparison to the punker. Uh, her contract expired, and ultimately, it was elected by Tony Khan not to renew. There's very little more to it than that. Um, Kiss was no longer listed on the roster page mm-hmm. as of the weekend. Uh, Fight for Select confirmed after reaching out to Sonny Kiss that the departure had taken place. Um, Tony Khan put Sonny Kiss over in the press conference but did note that he's unable to keep everybody under contract um, comparing the situation to Stu Grayson who left in May 2022. Yeah, he said that they could make a return. Exactly. Any wrestler, they could make yeah. a return. I think that's the that's something to remember with AEW. There's been more cases of contracts expiring yeah. than wrestlers being released or fired. And like... This sounds like a non-story, but maybe that's the story in and of itself. This is probably the way that wrestling, now that we are out of the strangulation of a monopoly, should work. Like, you don't like those days when you have to report mass firings from WWE, but there should be the ability to, there should be some fluidity between the two sides. Mm -hmm. Like, contracts can expire. This used to happen all the time. And then wrestlers were free to go and work elsewhere. They're still, probably shouldn't be, but they're still independent contractors. And this is one of the realities of that. The door is closed, but it's far from slammed shut. Yeah, absolutely. I think in the case of Sonny Kiss, it's a bit of a shame. Um, Sonny Kiss was completely, I guess, relegated um, upon that just incredible spree of signings upon which Tony Khan embarked in 2021 and 2022 and indeed in 2023. Um, Punk, Danielson, Malachi Black, Andrade, Miro, um, all of these names and more were signed to AEW, and you have to push stars like that, you just do, it's the reality of the business, maybe I think he was personally way too impulsive and greedy about it, but a a byproduct of that is that Sonny Kiss, who had that really, really strong effort with Cody Rhodes in that wonderful TNT title reign, and really felt like an eye-catching, striking performer, with loads and loads of room to grow, evolve and progress, just there was no room in which to do that, um, fell by the wayside. Um, had a really well-received series with um, Joey Janela yeah. as well. Um, so I think a lot of the really ultra AEW hardcores will retain fond memories of Sonny Kiss. But the reality is that, you know, there was no use for that performer. Sad as it is. Um, August 2022, the last match. Yeah, That's what I like to call is the Spotify premium era of AEW where there's so much to just there's so much choice there are so many performers to invest in that's never quite the same as having a vinyl record like it's been great the in-ring is you know elevated I miss that original AEW where it was a meritocracy 
Um, but you know, I wish Sunny Kiss all the best going forward um, to really make something of herself. Agree. Should we uh, do some questions? Yes, why not? I'm three, up for answering three some questions. questions. Three jokes. Three jokes. Miss that guy Stax. I miss Stax, man. He's going to be flying back soon to the UK, fingers crossed. Mm. Uh, we got a question from Curtis Sa- Santiago on Twitter at Santiago underscore zero six one nine. Uh, this picture of Curtis's dog, by the way. We'll get that up on the screen, hopefully. Uh, with Moxley winning the title, what is next for it? The international title, of course. He defeated Orange Cassidy all out last night. New Japan shows, or is it going to go on the back burner now that it's off Orange Cassidy? Well, I think it's very interesting. I think the idea of putting on John Moxley, who's one of the tippy-top stars in AEW, and follows the reports that um, they were trying to sort of Trojan horse, if you like, the international title to sort of become an equivalent to the world title, and you could have one each on Dynamite and Collision. I think they've done a really savvy job of that, and God damn it, credit to Orange Cassidy for elevating a belt that was considered so unimportant that Tony Khan, if you recall, didn't even do the huge announcement mm. when he was obsessed with huge announcements. And um, it just appeared randomly on Tony Schiavone's desk, and they said there's a new title, and we went, trios, and we went, no, 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 All Atlantic. <laughs> with a, with a, what? And, you know, to, to go from that pretty awful origin story to the Shazam level of the gods leveling up, whatever it was called, <laughs> to what Casty's done, and that is basically build it as an alternate world title. It's really quite incredible stuff from Khan and um, Cassidy alike. So I would expect it to go in that direction. Realistically, I think they want it to be the one in the A. Um, I think they've done a commendable job of that. It's so much better doing this because they've shown you over the course of months mm-hmm. that it's a world title rather than just telling you here's a new world title it's very ugly you know what I mean yeah, I think yeah. it's a much better way around of doing it even if fundamentally I don't like the idea but they've kind of worked me into it with a decent bit of show not tell and um, personally I would have had Cassidy retain and Takeshita to beat him but it's John Moxley the guy does everything brilliantly well he's a, he's a legend in his own time so whatever happens it's going to be very very good I expect yeah it feels like it's in safe hands even if it's not in Cassidy's doesn't it? Yes. it's not a case about making the man yeah. is it uh, next question, just a serious and all out related, from Travis at AW underscore one. He's a legend. Shout, shout out to Travis. So scares. Cedric, Travis asks, why do British people pronounce the word months like months? What? Yeah. He's seen, I've seen Travis ask this question a lot, so I thought I'd throw it to a wordsmith like yourself. Say it again. Why do British people pronounce the word months like months? I think that's a TH pronunciation thing, isn't it? Well, how do the Yanks say it? Months. And Travis is Canadian. So how Moons. do you... How do you... <laughs> Sorry, Travis. What about your pronunciation? There we go. We've found them all now, yeah? Well, well, Geordies have got the similar pronunciation to um, Canadians. There's a, there's a strange yeah. um, crossover in that sort of... Um, you know, the languages and the dialects or whatever. I'm going to boot the shop. That's how the Canadians talk. Yeah. And we're saying, I'm, I'm mad about this, like... So that bit of Canadian Geordie collapse there. That's it, we've co- I don't know the answer to your question, we've, Travis. We've covered it up, haven't we? Yeah, I don't know the answer, I'm sorry. Uh, one last one, again, sticking with the AW roster and potential huge changes. Uh, Andrew Richardson at AJ Richardson 91 thank you very much for your question, asks, Morning, guys. I hope you have a great Monday. If Mercedes Manet signs with AW, would you like her to feed with Soraya straight away? If not, what would be an interesting feed for her to begin her run? Oh, Mercedes versus anyone. She's absolutely classy. She's absolutely incredible. Like... Just one of the most, like, who gets the struggle of it, mm-hmm. who gets the star power of it, who gets the ability to project. Um, now, I think Mercedes has got literally everything that I would want in a wrestler. Um, I get it. The Soraya, like, in-ring, real background, there's a lot of juice to that. But that's more of a premise than a really great story. Yeah. Um, you know what it reminds me of? This has obviously got way more emotional heft to it, right? But when a lot of people were saying, now, you know, Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal, 
That's a great story there. There's a premise there. There's like this really good, like, intricate, long-term plot. So I'd like to see it as a match. I think it makes all the sense in the world. I think because, you know, they could channel their real-life experiences, like like maybe the guilt felt by Mercedes and, you know, the sort of the crestfallen, my life is over. From and then the gets and she kicks her in the back. Yeah, I mean, it a bit you know, I've like changed yeah. my mind. It should be incredible. <laughs> it should be incredible. Um, beyond that, um, Mercedes is so good at playing, like, the ragdoll, so good at selling, so good at... Being one of those wrestlers where I say, oh my God, get the airlift. She's done for. Um, Statlander, I hate her. I think mm. Mercedes Monet versus Jamie Hater is my, I think that's the strongest realistic match in North American women's wrestling right now. I think your entry story for me would be Willow Nightingale. That Audible has really benefited their, yes. their inbuilt story that obviously Willow Nightingale became the New Japan Strong Women's Champion yeah. at Mercedes' expense. Uh, as you say, somebody else that can ragdoll that's Mercedes. A great, yeah, that's you know, a great like, idea. I expect Mercedes Manning. That match was just starting to cook as well. Yeah, like she'll go over in yeah. the first feud, but like it kind of could become the making of Nightingale in the process. So there's yeah, a nice entry point. And you're right, though, that whole division, she will be huge yeah. in like, this company, theoretically. If there's ever such thing as a shortcut, and they're not going to go the long road, we know this by now with AEW, if there's such a thing as a shortcut, the rising tide that can raise all ships, uh, at this point, it's money. <laughs> And that's us. So look at this video. Here. Yeah, look at this video. Watch this video here. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let us know about all your thoughts on Dapunka in the comment section below. I expect that I won't have to lead you down that path. You will happily walk down it, as we all do. And because we're not expecting this to be the last you hear from CM Punk, make sure to subscribe to Occult Wrestling on the pods, YouTube. Uh, make sure to check our website because we will have it all covered all going well. Thank you very much for spending your morning, afternoon, or evening or night with us, and we will see you soon. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of Real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. As a veteran, I live with health impacts from my service. VA healthcare means you're in 100% control of your own medical care, your own benefits, and it only takes minutes to set up. A veteran should enroll in VA healthcare because it ensures that they get quality, high-level care for the rest of their lives. My service was then. My benefits are now. Get what you earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Not all veterans are eligible for the type or amount of benefits mentioned here. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.